All right, Faith Promise, how we doing? Come on. There are invisible forces that work all around us, some for good, some for bad, some that are neutral, but there are forces that affect everything in our life. There's the gravity, there's all kind of things that we don't see, we can't taste them, we can't feel them, but they change the trajectory of our lives. It's happening right now and in this room, actually, and in the shadow of our hearts, where the devil wants to dispense doubt to keep us from following the feeling and keep us from experiencing and understanding all that God has for us. I've watched now so many people that give up. Matter of fact, so many Christians in America and even at Faith Promise who settle for instead of growth and stretching and following the feeling, they just simply, are, they simply settle to be consumers. Just to come and sit once or twice a month and feel good that I did my religious deal, maybe you give a little money, maybe you go to a small group, or man, you try to attend a Bible study. But what ends up happening is most of us end up looking for something else. There's got to be something more. We, we hear it in every part of our life. There's just something. What is it that's missing? Why am I not where I thought that I would be? One day, Jesus is walking with his disciples, and they fall a little behind him, and they get into an argument. They begin to debate who's the greatest, who's the smartest, who's the most famous, who'll be the vice president, who'll be the prime minister, who'll be the chief of staff. And Matthew records it, one of Jesus' disciples, and he says, this is what was said in this argument, in Matthew chapter 20. But Jesus called them to himself and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. It is not this way among you, but whoever wishes to become great, he didn't say there was anything wrong with wanting to be great. Are you with me? That's not what he said. If you want to be great, that's awesome. It just means that you're going to be a servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. For just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. Now you have to understand that this was a disgusting truth in the mouth of the disciples. This is a, I mean, this is a stomach churning, this can't be true kind of moment. You and I have heard it enough that we sort of blase over it, but in the Greco-Roman culture in which Jesus and the disciples are living, even though they're in Jerusalem, that's predominant culture. And in that culture, everyone knew that there were two kinds of people. There were free people and there were slaves. You could be either free because you were born free or because you bought your freedom. That's what the apostle Paul was. He was born free, but even to make sure he was free, he bought because his family was wealthy, his freedom was purchased. So he was a free man. And someone who would either be born free or purchase their freedom and, and, and then go back and become a servant, give up their rights, their power, their authority, man, this was not to be done. It was not to be stomached, but... After all these years, not much has changed, has it? We like to be the one that is served, not the one that is serving. By the way, welcome to Faith Promise Church. 
Welcome to an incredible series called Beyond a Shadow of a Doubt. Welcome to all of our campuses. Hey, God Behind Bars. Man, so excited about what God did last week. As many of you men stood for prayer in that, in that service. And man, we love you guys. We're grateful for what God is doing all across our campuses. So let me tell you, as your pastor, I will not stop pushing and preaching and prodding and encouraging and exhorting for you to become all God wants you to be. Never. I said it before, I push drugs 100%, I'm gonna push Jesus 125. And so, man, I'm never going to back. That's why people, that's why people come here and a lot of people funnel through. Honestly, it's hard to go to church here because we keep moving you to another campus or another service. We keep adding more new people keep coming, all that kind of stuff, but we never let up. We never quit pushing. And with many other words, an exhortation that Peter gave them and 3,000 people were added to the church that day. So we're gonna keep moving. Last week, we talked about the supernatural love of God that leads us to a supernatural life, a spirit-filled life in loving others. If you missed last weekend, please go back and get it because it lays the groundwork of spiritual warfare in this series. So you may be, you may be a, a first-time guest. We're stoked. You may be checking God out or checking the church out. We're here, man, we're here for you, and we're always here to help you take your next step. Next step is people's next step. And so we're here for you to help you take that. In this series, Beyond a Shadow of a Doubt, or a Shadow of a Doubt, we exposed, and last week we, could, we took a deep dive into Genesis chapter three, where the devil enters the garden and questions God's word, questions God's heart, and questions God's intent, which led to Adam and Eve falling for the temptation and losing the innocence that they had before God. And so really what he asked them is, did God really mean it? So in this series, we're gonna talk about things like, did Jesus really mean that we are to love like him, that we are to serve like him, that we are to serve like him, that we are to suffer like him, that we're to be generous like him? Does God really mean that? Somebody help me, does he? And so when Jesus came to earth, I think there are two primary things he did. Number one, he paid for our sins on the cross, amen? If that was all he did, praise God. But number two, he walked to show us how godly people walk. The master is our model, is that right? He served. So if you're here, you're a regular tender, you've been coming, you're not serving, you're not following the model. Are you with me? I know you're out there, here you breathing, y'all okay? And so, see, spiritual war is raging because this is a life that, that Jesus wants us to live. It is so countercultural. So here we are going upstream. We're, the, the road that leads to life is narrow. The, the broad is the way that leads to destruction. And we're going opposite the culture. We're, I, I was introduced the other day. It was incredible. The guy said, this is my pastor, faith promise. Yet we call him PC, but he's not. I, was, I, I thought, that's incredible. That's really witty. I like that. See, I know, listen, I don't want to be politically correct. I want to be biblically correct. Are you with me? It's because we believe the truth. So it's spiritual wall, is spiritual warfare. Now, I need you to remember this. They killed Jesus for it. 
And they've been killing us for 21 centuries. We live in an America where they hide all that. But if you really knew where to look and you really wanted to follow, really wanted to pray, wanted to see what's going on around the world where, where believers being imprisoned, being tortured, being killed, it happens every single day. And so it's just not here. It could one day. But let, let me tell you, I don't care if it's right or wrong, politically correct or not, I'm going to serve Jesus even if they kill me for it. No question. So, but see, in the doubt, the devil is the dispenser of doubt. And when we doubt the word of God, it lets us off the hook to being obedient to the commands of God. Does that make sense? He didn't really mean that. He really doesn't want me to do that. Now, let me just sort of catch you up. You may be new, may not realize this, but last weekend, Faith Promise was 24 years old. Incredible. It's been an incredible run. Come on, let's give God praise. Incredible run. This year, we will pass, Lord willing, 7,000 all-time baptisms in the life of our church. Last year, amen, come on, almost 7,000. We are actually right now planning the 25th anniversary, which is a year from now. So we're already working on that. We're going to do it in, in all of our campuses. We're, gonna get, we're, we're working on all that kind of stuff. So 2018, record year, more, the most baptisms, more, more people giving record offerings, record number of people that are serving, record number of people that are going to groups. It was incredible. and it was. But listen, there's probably half of us at least to, to quite a bit more that are not serving. Is that right? Is that right? Okay. So you say, well, man, that's way, that's way ahead of normal. Well, we don't measure against normal. We measure against Jesus. We don't measure against the culture. We measure against the word of God. Does that make sense? That's, that's what we measure against. And so all these things that we count, we count them because they count to Christ. We measure what matters to God. Does that make sense? So we count how many people have we won to Jesus that have gone public? How many people are involved in group that are being discipled? Those things matter. It's the health of the church. Now, we've had an incredible one, run, but let me tell you what I believe has happened. I believe hell has put a roadblock up against us. This, it, it, and this is, this is why I say that. I, I'm watching what we're trying to do, and I'm watching it get stopped all around. So we could stop and coast. And just say, hey, doors are not opening. We're just going to take the easy road. Or we can hammer hell. The kingdom of, of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. That's warfare prayer in my mind. That's how I, that's how I interpret that. And so probably the last dozen facilities that we have tried to get, either purchasing or leasing, the owners have said no. Are they for sale? Yes. Can we buy them? No. We, we, we've had companies that we've called, hey, your building's empty. It's been, been empty for 20 years. We'd like to purchase it. Who are you, Faith Promise Church? They slammed the receiver down. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. You can't lease it. You can't buy it. Oak Ridge, South Knoxville, just all over. And I, you know, I, I think, is our money no good? Is that what it is? Has other people cheated them where they think churches don't have any money or not they're going to pay their bills? Because we pay our bills at Faith Promise. 
Are you with me? We don't pay them late. We pay, we, if we, I don't know what rating we are. You could ask CFO Aaron, but man, it's incredible. And so hell is trying to hinder us. I believe because we are trying to accomplish the will of God. This year, our theme, Luke chapter 4, 18 and 19. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, proclaim liberty to the, uh, those that are captive, to recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those that are oppressed, and proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. God wants us in that ministry, and hell wants those people to stay captive. Is that right? And so I think the enemy's trying to stop us, and I believe we have the power of God. So I'm gonna ask you, we're gonna pray right now. I'm gonna ask you, even in your prayer time, start praying about this. My words break through. We need a breakthrough in the heavenlies that shows a breakthrough here. Y'all with me? So... Let's pray, God, we come to you in the strong name of Jesus. You said we could ask whatever we would, what two or three together would bind on earth to be bound in heaven. And God, we claim Luke 4 is our passage for this year. We claim Matthew 28, 19, 20 as your commission for us. We believe that you're giving us an Acts 1-8 baptism and a burden for people far from you. But God, their doors are closed. They've stopped but you, Lord God, can open the doors that no man can open. You can have buildings given to us. You can, you can absolutely squelch hell and release heaven. And so, God, we're looking for a Jehovah Perizim, a breakthrough of God. I pray you'll release the harvest. I pray, God, you'll release the anointing. I pray, God, you'll open our eyes to the warfare. I pray after this weekend, God, another thousand promisers step up and get in the game, get off the bench and into the game in Jesus' name. No longer believing and doubting, but knowing that God has gifted and called them to get involved and get in the game. So Lord, would you release the Holy Spirit? We follow the filling. You are our hope, our power source. Rise up within us. That little bubbling, that little bubbling brook into a raging river. God, flood our hearts is our prayer in Jesus' name and all God's people said. Come on, somebody give God a shout of praise in his house. We will not be denied. Are you with me? Does that make sense? Now, by the way, before we dive back into this, I just want to tell you, March 2020 over spring break, I'm taking another group to Israel. I do it about every 18 months. And so if you want to be a part of that, if you will, just email me, pastor at faithpromise.org. I'd like to have information on that trip. It'll fill up quickly and just, it's just a bucket list, incredible time. All right, now, I'm a grandparent, getting old. I, 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 it doesn't bother me at all. I'm smarter than I ever was. Are you with me? There's some real benefits to aging. So now I have grandkids, and, and, and what a grandparent is interested with grandkids is their, is their grandchildren are healthy. Does that make sense? That's what we want. We don't care if they're boys or girls. The parents do. Dad wants boys and moms want girls. And, and so, well, we had three girls, three girls in a row. I wondered, was there going to be a boy? But, but it, and so as, as those kids were being formed in their mother's womb, we would pray for health. Now, Bella, our second granddaughter, our daughter's daughter was a miracle. She couldn't get pregnant. God enabled her to get pregnant. And uh, River, our last, our grandson, Zach's son, uh, while Michelle and I out of the country, Russian emergency room there for a week with RSV. They're talking about stuff that'll happen down the year, which we don't buy any of that. He's gonna be healthy in Jesus' name. Are you with me? Yeah. 
But it's just because the doctor says it doesn't mean you have to buy it. Are you with me? The doc, it's incredible the doctor, you're gonna die in nine months. You know what most people do? They die in nine months. Or, come on, you don't, have to, you, don't, are you, with, you don't have to buy it. I love doctors, but you don't have to buy it because we serve Dr. Jesus. <laughs> so, all right. So grandparents and aunts and uncles, all those that love those kids, we, we look at our grandkids, there's our nieces, our nephew, and, and what we want is health. We wanna see those babies when they're born, begin growing all the way through day, week, month. We wanna see them, you know, that's why when Bella was born, she was a preemie and they took her to the NICU at UT and they weighed her every hour. Why? Because it was imperative that she start growing. It was imperative that she started adding weight. It just was, matter of fact, I couldn't believe the security to get into the NICU. And I asked, why is there so much security? Because most of the babies in the NICU are in there because of abuse of the parents while those children were in their mother. Are you with me? And so they kept the parents away from those babies unless they were supervised. Because many of those babies that came close to dying was because of drugs or alcohol or something the mother did to the, to the child. And so there was heavy security. Listen, around, around us, our families, this ministry, any security, we do not need to let our guard down to the enemy. Are you with me? Does this make sense? And so, you know, the kids go for one month, a three month, and six month checkups, and we're making sure that they're hitting their numbers. They're, they're growing longer, they're getting heavier, they're doing all that kind of stuff. They're, they're there, why? Because we wanna make sure they're healthy and growing. Does that make sense? So let's think about you. Are you healthy and growing in your faith? Are you, are you steadily increasing in your faith and your walk with God? Because here's the deal. If you're not serving, you cannot get where you want to get in spiritual growth. It's like not feeding a child and expecting the child to grow. Part of feeding your soul is serving. That's how God made you. You're a masterpiece that he, that, that he made unto good works that you should walk in them, Ephesians 2, 10. And so are you growing like you want to be? So if you're not growing like you want to grow, I want to challenge you for some of us, man, you've got to serve. Maybe you're not even sure about God. Maybe you're not sure where God is. And man, we're, we're thrilled that you're with us this weekend. But are you growing as a person? And the problem is this, because there's a problem. We all know that we want to grow. We most, and those of us here that are born again, we want to honor God. And yet for so many, we've just followed the American model of consumer Christianity. Showing up, throwing a little money in the plate, you know, whenever, you know, just every now and then, but not serving, are you with me? Not involved, not connected. And, and because serving grows your soul, serving grows your faith. It's frustrating to God. It's frustrating to me to watch people. I say, where are you serving? Well, I'm just too busy. You don't understand, pastor. I'm just, I'm busy. I'm busy. So I'm busy. Therefore, God's command doesn't count. Are y'all out there? See, I, you don't understand, Pastor. That command's not for me because my kids are young. They're in sports. When my kids get done with sports, I'll serve. When they get out of high school, I'll serve. When they get out of college, I'll serve. When, when we retire, I'll serve. And the devil will keep you your entire life here, never serving God because you're so busy. You'll doubt the word of God that calls us to serve the body. Or, or is anybody listening? 
But I don't have to do, you don't understand, it doesn't mean me. That is spiritual warfare, and if you believe that you're losing, you believe the lie. Just a sheer lie, so frustrating. Does this make sense? The good news is that no matter where you've been or what you've done here at Fake Promise, I believe the truth is that we all want to keep growing. Is that right? Because honestly, it's hard to go to church here because we are never gonna quit pushing you. And some of you are sitting there, you're not serving, thinking, yeah, I knew it'd come around again. Yeah, yeah, he's back on it. How long will this take? See, are you hearing the word or are you doing the word? Because Jesus said, it is not those that hear the word that are just before God. It is those that do the word. The foolish man builds his house on the sand. The wise man builds his house on the rock. He is doing the word. Does that make sense? So spiritual warfare Making you doubt that the commands of God are for you will keep you stagnant in your spirit. Stagnant. Anybody want, hey, yeah, Lord, help me be stagnant. Is that what you're looking for? I want to be like a pond with all those big elephant boogers on it. You ever seen that? No. You know what I'm talking about? Just gets up on, man, that's what stagnation does. No, I want to be fresh, water flowing in, clean, pure. Does that make sense? And so we've got, we've got to do, as a follower of Jesus, you cannot walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit and not serve the body of Christ. If you're not a Christ follower yet, man, listen, we're, we're thrilled you're here. Keep coming. But the truth is this, that a selfish life leaves us empty and grumbling. And a serving life keeps us filling and growing. So what do you want? What do you want, empty and grumbling? Because that's where people live today, isn't it? Or do you want to live with filled and growing? Then you got to be, you got to start, you got to be, you got to get serving. That's counter, it's counterculture, countercultural. That's why I love faith, faith promise because so many people get connected. I get to watch the lights come on. Michelle and my, we have an incredible small group. Oh, my mercy. Where that group was two years ago and where those people are today it is just the joy of my life to watch people grow because your potential is our passion. The pastor, wait a minute, you don't understand. I, in this series, season of my life, I just can't serve. I've got so many other things I've got to do. I can't fit one more thing in my schedule in my life. So Jesus' commands to serve really weren't for me. Because let me just put it easily. Hey, if you come 10 minutes early, you could be an usher. <laughs> you come 10 minutes early, you'd be a greeter. Say 10 minutes late, you can help in the parking lot. Does this make sense? Are you with me? All you people that bring your students and wait for them or go over to Hardin Valley and get coffee, how about just get out of the car coming in and surfing? It'd save gas. Are you with me? Oh, no, I no, you don't understand. That's when I do Facebook. I check my Instagram, man. I'm not sure how many likes I got on that last one, that, that cat video I put on there. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure all that's got. I got to follow that. That's important. <laughs> no, serving others is important. God, but God didn't really mean for me to serve others. I just, all God wants me to do is attend church. See, there's 66 books in the Bible. Yours must have 67. The dispensation for you. If you're busy, 
It doesn't matter. If you don't have enough money, you don't tithe. If you don't like people, you don't have to serve. Is that you? Have you got that? Almost inerrant version? Does this make sense? Can you hear the hissing of the serpent as he whispers in your ear, this is not for you? Because the devil, if you're saved, he can't take your salvation, but he can sure ruin the joy of your life. So what's what's the deal going to be? Paul said in Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, I love this. If there's any encouragement in Christ, if there's any consolation of love, if there's any fellowship of the Spirit, if there's any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being in the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in the same Spirit, intent on one purpose. Philippians 2, one of my favorite chapters. Because here's the deal. A serving life unites the church in a common life, a common cause, and common action. Does this make sense? When I had the same attitude that Jesus has, at Faith Promise, one of our core values is we serve others. We serve. That's what we do. We're about serving other people. Are, are you with me? That's what God's called us to do, real people with real problems. Experiencing the real love of God. I was in a meeting couple this, this past week and, and, and a, a promiser who was with me were eating and I was talking to a guy. He was talking to another guy over here and I heard that guy say, man, it's so much good stuff. I hear about faith promise everywhere. What are y'all about? And he said, we're about real people with real problems. Find the real love of God. I want to stand up and go, yes, yes, somebody heard. <laughs> All right, does this make sense? Paul keeps going in Philippians chapter two. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit. Well, how much of social media is selfishness and empty conceit? Are you with me? That's not. But with humility in mind, regard one another as less important than you. Is that what that says? Are you sure? Because see, if we refuse to serve, we're saying we're more important than everyone else. Consider others as more important than yourself. So this is about serving. It's about serving others. The humblest people are the happiest people. But you gotta recognize, realize, and respond to the truth of God. You've gotta see what God wants us to see. Does this, does, this, does this make sense? Common purpose, common unity, common cause. But so many people miss out because we do is come and sit and soak hear a great message, participate in some great worship, but we miss what God wants us to get. Does this this make sense? Selfish people are typically the most miserable people on the planet. Y'all believe that? Anybody believe that? It's just just the way that it is. It's it's what's going on. And I'm gonna gonna have to skip ahead because I'm gonna run out of time. Here's, Here's the deal. Serving isn't a selfless talk. It's a spirit-filled walk. Being able to get down and wash feet like Jesus did. So let me read you an email I got this week. Incredible. Ginger is a promiser. She serves in our Next Steps ministry. Being a table host for Next Steps has been such a fulfilling adventure. Yes, I said adventure because this experience has impacted my walk with Christ in such a big way. I never dreamed the Lord would use me and pour out compassion for others like, like on me like he has. I'm challenged to step outside my comfort zone. 
It's never easy. Each time I host the next steps. This has challenged me to develop into a stronger leader, better listener, ignite fires for others to experience God like I am. The Lord has used next steps to bring so many people into my life in such a quick time. It amazes me to see how the Lord has used me to love on others in a supernatural way through conversations at each next steps experience. Every time I serve, I have no idea who will be sitting at the table. It never surprises me that the group of strangers can, in such a short time, leave next steps with purpose and a place here at Faith Promise. We laugh, we cry, we pray together around the table, and God moves in ways I can't explain. It not only has pushed me, but my husband and our small group as well. We've grown from an average of seven to 10 people to 15 to 18 people in the last eight weeks. We had to split up in our house, men one side, groups on the other. It amazes me, and by the way, that's, it's time for your group to birth. Amen? Or it stops growing, you gotta keep birth. You gotta get birth, birth, birth. Sorry, I just can't just... It amazes me to see God move in such amazing ways in my life. Next steps is your next step. I love it when y'all say it because I get paid to say it. <laughs> That's what people think. This make, see, growing, serving is about others. It's not about you. Have this attitude in you, Philippians says, which was also in Christ Jesus, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality of God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of man, he humbled himself to death, to even death on a cross. If the Son of God can come and humble himself and become a bondservant, then we too, followers of Jesus, can serve each other. Can't we, church? We can all get in the game, all of us. So come on. It's a great weekend to go to Next Steps. If you have a bend, just go after this service or, or, or between services, Saturday night at 615, Sunday, every campus at 1130, and find out. But we just want to help you take your next step. I'm busy, then you need to get rid of some things in your schedule. Because if Jesus is the last place in your schedule, he's not first place in your heart. If he's not first place in your money, he's the last place in your life. Are y'all with me? There are reasons that he told us what to do. Peter said in 1 Peter 4.10, as each one of us has received a spiritual gift, special gift, employing it and serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now, here's the deal. Watch, are you listening? Give me 30 seconds. Are you ready? I, 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 quit, words, I quit using the word stewardship years ago. You know why? Because y'all think it means giving. Stewardship means this. You don't own it. Someone else does. Steward means this. I manage resources for someone else. The manager of McDonald's does not own the McDonald's, does he or she? They manage the resources for the owner of McDonald's. When you were born again, God became the owner and you became the steward. Does that make sense? Y'all with that? When you were saved, Peter said, you got a gift. And if you're not using it, you're a bad steward. And if, you're, if you don't use what you have, God says, I will not give you any more. Because see, this faith will little. Are, are y'all with me? I'll give much. So come on, it's time to step in the game. Now, if you've been in our Bible reading plan, we just finished the book of Matthew where we watched Jesus die on a Roman cross and pay the price for our sins. Remember I said he came for two reasons, show us how to walk on earth and pay the price for our sins. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but by me. And so if you're ready to turn from your sin and you're ready to start following Jesus, it's incredible. It's incredible. So if you're ready, 
to turn. We're gonna pray a simple prayer with you with the heads bowed and eyes closed. We're gonna pray this prayer out loud. Say this with us, dear Jesus, I know I've sinned, I'm so sorry. Forgive me, come into my heart, be my Lord, my Savior. I believe your word, help me obey it. Rebuke the enemy, I don't wanna be stagnant, I wanna serve you, in Jesus' name. Now the heads bowed and eyes closed. If you just prayed that prayer to me, would you just lift your hand up? Just say, hey, pastor, got it, 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 all right, okay, put them down. Amen, there's a big old huge honking party in heaven because about a dozen people in this service just gave their heart to Jesus. And so they're thrilled about that in heaven. If you would, pull the communication card out, fill it out, check that circle. I'm making a decision to follow Jesus. Go ahead and check the second circle. I need to be believers baptized. Baptized says, wait a minute, I got, I got baptized when I was a kid. Yeah, but you just now sold out to Jesus. And baptism follows salvation. It's not, it's not a pre, it's a post. Not pre-game, post-game. And so, man, just check that out. If you've not been in next steps, just go ahead. You can, man, you can go this serve, I, you, you, you can go this weekend. Incredible gonna help you, gonna give you a personality profile, gonna give you a spiritual gifts assessment and help you find out where God wants to use you. Does God wanna use you? Does God wanna use you? All right, come on, man, let's do it together. So if you'll take the communication cards you're just filling out, guess if you'll fill those out, put them in the offering box or anything else you need, put in the bucket when it comes by you. And, and uh, man, we're, we are just generous. If you're on the Bible reading plan, we just finished the book of Exodus in stinking credible. They brought offerings as God told Moses to build the tabernacle. And, and so I went to my notes because I'm not sure how much a drachma and how much some of those Hebrew words are. When they built the tabernacle over a ton of gold, because they built an incredible edifice for God. How'd those slaves get that, all that gold? God gave it to them when they were leaving Egypt. Everything we have, God gave us. Amen, everything we have. And biblically, he says, bring your 10% back to the storehouse. That's your place of worship. So we're giving to God. You guys are generous because of that. It's incredible what happens around here. But we want to obey God, don't we? Don't we? And so generosity is part of it. It's just that, matter of fact, if you've been in Exodus, don't come to the temple empty-handed. And so, man, we just give to God. Isn't God good? Is God good? Is God good? Man. So, God, I pray that you'll bless this offering, bless the gift and the giver. Pour it out, Father. Pour it out. Pour it out in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen.